Right, we're back with episode 11 and this, we're mixing up a bit this week because firstly I've not got red wine so it's a sober podcast, we'll see how that affects things. For those not watching I normally have red wine. Um, and then we've actually got a fucking musician on the pod for the first time and yeah I was just saying deep so I'll let him introduce himself in a second but this was never meant to be like exclusively an e-com podcast or even just an entrepreneurial podcast but I guess in many ways in my opinion it's really just about getting fucking interesting people that I want to speak to and have an excuse to sit down with for like 90 minutes to and just like hear their stories and shit because I probably well I guess most people don't know but I used to be like massively into music like never thought I was good enough to do it like professionally um was in like bands and shit if you go back and google me or youtube me like matthew kelly one direction cover or some shit there's like four thousand views and some niall horan cover and people saying i look like him in like 2012 and then realized it wasn't for me um and then recently i've kind of come up with like an obsession of freestyle rapping when i've had a coffee in the morning but again it's probably not something i should pursue but <laughs> i've always just been obsessed with music and that was kind of why i wanted to get you on obviously we know each other from like probably like a year and a half two years ago originally yeah, um yeah. i just see the shit you're starting to do now and it's cool and i think yeah it's just an interesting story man so you can just drop that a little bit it's yeah. gonna be in your face yeah nice. but yeah i guess first question is just like and I, I honestly i know like relatively little about your well pretty much fucking nothing about your background to be fair so yeah. i'm learning as much as anyone listening so i guess just like what's what's your story up to this point and my how you story how do i get into music well yeah so for that, you've got to go back to sort of when I was very, very small. Um, and I say it on any podcast or any interview I do, it's always, it always comes down to my granddad, um, who's already a musician himself. Um, and that's just something that I'm privileged to have. Um, a lot of people, especially from my background, don't have that same privilege to have someone in music in their family already because mm. it can be kind of tough for people to get into music, especially from... Um, Asian backgrounds and things like that but um, yeah so literally when I was about three years old he had a home studio already and he used to just get me in when I was just a little nipper and we were just doing covers of like Reach for the Stars and any song I was feeling yeah. at the time like if I was singing it around the house or like doing anything he'd be like oh just come in and let's record it and it's mad because he still has those same recordings even to this day and it was just like his like uh, not even guilty as a, as a pleasure sample on your yeah album, uh, to be fair okay, that's actually a sick idea but um no yeah so he was just nurturing like my interest at, from like a really young age and then got to like age of seven or something like that um and I was getting piano lessons yeah problem for me was that piano lessons when you're um younger and when you're like kind of forced into doing them they're not very enjoyable and you're not doing mm. it out of passion you're kind of just doing it as like a chore I don't know if you've ever had something that like is similar to that but I yeah, was kind definitely. of doing it as a chore so my interest slowly started to fade within a, a few years it wasn't really that hard because it was like oh it's piano practice day and you've got homework and like it's just you know what I mean I it's just piano lessons actually yeah. I, I remember that shit when I was like 11 years old and I didn't really like sort of all the theory side of music and all like the mm. techie and brainy side of it I just like the passion and things like that can you know you lose interest real quickly so anyway I yeah. lost interest in piano um, after a few years and then I picked it back up again later on because I think I, I watched someone, one of my friends play like Numb by Lincoln Park or something on the piano. Yeah, classic. Absolute banger. But um, I watched them play it and I was just like, oh, I think if I like put my head down, I could actually play that because obviously I knew like piano from my lessons. Um, and that's where like the passion side started kicking in because yeah. then you're playing songs that you listen to and you're replicating them. And then 
you change that to then doing something similar to rather than the exact same and all of a sudden you have like your own composition or piece and then when I got my laptop at about age 15 that had GarageBand and Logic and all that sort of stuff on it um, then I started trying to play around with the sounds in Logic um, and then you have in there you have your 808s and you have all your all your cool sounds that you can't play on the piano yeah um, and then yeah I was just making music basically when I was in school GCSE level they were prompting you to make songs anyway if you're doing music um, and then I took it at college and college for me was the sort of real starting point for my confidence because um, before college I really didn't like performing in front of people and college was really like good for my um, development because they're always putting us in performances in front of people in front of crowds mm-hmm. in front of parents just doing like these little shows but that really like, gave me a confidence boost to after college straight away put some of my own music out and just like throw myself in the deep end almost. Yeah, sick. I always knew I didn't want to go to university and go that way around um, things. But yeah, I put that EP out. It did really well, actually, way better than I expected it to do. Um, and then, yeah, that was basically the start of my journey. Yeah, I did music well, at AS level as well and then Mad. quit. Because I couldn't fucking read music. And it was like, I mean, I was decent at music. It was, like I said, it was never going to be my thing. But yeah, I couldn't do the technical what side. What was it you played? Did you play an Guitar, instrument? yeah. Guitar. Oh, primarily. mad. Guitar and sang. But then and a bit of drums and shit. Because I feel like everyone can play drums if you've got any rhythm. But yeah. never like piano or anything fancy. Like No, but I could say the same. Like, I don't play guitar. But yeah, I, true. I fortunately true. have just an amazing guitarist, Callum. Um, he does it for me. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that was another great thing that I have recently just completely unlocked a new um, style and potential that I didn't realise I even had as soon as like he started playing guitar for me and I could actually access that instrument and all, all of its potential like my music just went off in a completely different trajectory yeah, shit. so see like how does that work then because there's loads of I want to come back to you but because I saw that's probably the guitarist I saw on the video of your Guildhall yep. thing. Is it yeah, Guildhall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and then, is it like full-time for you then? How no, no, no. So I have like a really sick team. I have um, guitarist Callum, I have a drummer Finn, uh, I have two content creators, Hewan and Tom Hewan, you know. Yeah. Um, and Tom, I have now a lighting engineer as well, um, Elna. And they don't just solely do my stuff but when my things come around like they're so passionate and the amazing thing is like I handpicked them they're all from my mm. area as well but I just handpicked them because like I saw a potential in each and every one of them like similar to my own I yeah. knew that where they're at now is just scratching the surface of where they'll be in like five years and my goal is to actually have them as full-time creators and content creators I don't really think that in the industry there are too many people who just do solely like one artist stuff yeah like, true but I want to be able to put them on to be in places that they can do it for everyone else so as so well. are they like session artists is that, is that what they'll be called essentially no a session artist kind of goes in and does it for anyone if you know what yeah, I mean. yeah. like if you're a session drummer then you can go and session drum for any band and you just fill in and do the drums if like they need you yeah but um, yeah, they're, they're my band. So like if you imagine, I don't know, an, an artist, like, just take someone random like Tom Grennan, like his band mm. will be the same all the time. And they'll only 
do music for him I suspect yeah like when it's live shows you'll only ever see them on stage of him you won't see them on stage of like Jesse yeah, J yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah true so where is hometown then Portsmouth right Portsmouth yeah south coast which is um out of the loop a little bit um yeah London is where everything's like really hot but Portsmouth there are a few things going on in Portsmouth I think anywhere which is the beautiful thing about music in general moment is that anywhere is kind of like on the up when it comes to music because it's so accessible now Mm. if you have a laptop like a lot of cities now have a studio like a good studio as well good quality studio where people can go record and do things because like the interest in wanting to rap and people exploring the potential in the industry is just like like me yeah I mean yeah I'm never gonna release yeah but a lot of people just some people just think they can rap and can't but some people actually are just like exploring their potential and like there's a lot of artists in the world that are like huge now that maybe would never have even thought about rapping or thought about being an artist or thought about being a musician yeah and you think like social media and just like access to shit yeah it's just just like that man it's crazy yeah. social media is the the biggest thing we might get onto that a bit later but that's pretty oh, much how I'm, yeah, yeah. how I'm on what I'm on currently yeah so like would you say there was a time when you decided like I'm going to pursue this or was it more like like you were saying you kind of fell out of love with piano but then realised you could do shit on a laptop was that like when you thought fuck I'm actually quite good at this or yeah I mean was it more gradual it was just one of those things where I, I'd always like passively wanted to when I was in school especially though I was like the kid with a really high voice yeah <laughs> I was the late bloomer Get that false yeah I was the late bloomer though like puberty didn't strike till late for me so I was just like that kid with this squeaky voice and like can you imagine trying to tell people you're a singer but then they'll be like oh sing and then you're singing like a girl yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy but basically college was like when I knew that I wanted to do music like properly because I was surrounded 24-7 by musicians. Like when you're in school, you're not surrounded by musicians all the time. You're surrounded by people in your maths class, people in your science class. It's all just like a bit like matey and even doing music, if you do music or drama or anything at school, you tend to get rinsed by the football team or something. Yeah, it's very true. Very It's mad. Um, But college, you're surrounded by musicians. Everyone's like, like like-minded so so was that specifically a music college or was that just doing music no it's just doing music at college but that's all i did at college like i yeah. did b-tech level three diploma which is just like a full-time course so i'm consistently yeah. with the same group of people like throughout and that for me was like priceless and is that just like i literally have no idea how this works so <laughs> excuse the ignorance that's but right. is that just is that literally like like what's on the curriculum for that because obviously like you said you, you can yeah. you read music so that, you, not into like the traditional no, side not like not madly so no, 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 no. my theory shit. my theory side is quite weak like I know chords I know like yeah. how to play things but like if you gave me a sheet of written music I'd be a bit stuck mm. Um. so yeah they, they break up the curriculum into like loads of different modules and some of them are really academic and they're about musicians from the 1800s or so and so and so and so. Yeah, Yeah. which actually, for me personally, I don't really agree with having all that sort of thing in the curriculum. I feel feel like they should be given credit for making music what it is or setting it on that right like trajectory. But Mm. at the same time, I feel like people need to just learn about what is to be expected in the music industry like today. Because even now I'm only learning about 
like contracts, all of that sort of stuff, the nitty gritty stuff that you would have thought you'd learn at college or university. Yeah. Maybe you do learn it at uni, but I didn't go to uni. But you would have thought you'd learn about that sort of stuff at college, but they just don't tell you. Um, I feel like that's kind of the same with anything. Like, yeah, it's just like the important thing, like taxes about, yeah, and exactly. all that sort of they'll stuff. It's just like common conversation. Enzymes, but not about taxes or anything relevant. I know. And it's, and it's kind of the same in music. But that college course specifically, every semester or term or whatever you want to call it you would um you'd have a performance um yeah. and it was only in front of like the parents and friends of like the people who are in your class but you imagine there's a class of 20 people like it's a pretty big performance when there's like four people coming for each person like mm. i'm not even gonna do the maths but that's there's a lot of people considering yeah. when you don't like like even performing in front of like your own family at home yeah true or you get nervous like all of a sudden you're in front of like 200 people or whatever and it's just a bit like shocking but when you're doing it consistently then it doesn't phase you anymore and then when you're yeah. doing it on your own you, you know what i mean so it was it was really good for like character building definitely college yo fellas quick one first bit of promo of the pod you may or may not have heard i released a fucking ecom course a few months ago basically spent like six months making it because i was in between businesses as you probably know if you follow my shit i must say 12 hours long it's fucking quality content especially for the price it's at now i was gonna drop it at like 1500 quid with some bullshit guru -y webinar and all that rubbish but as you know it's not my main thing i'm working on a new brand right now very very fucking much in the trenches which is why i think is actually a better course than everything else out there because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one so yeah long story short i've dropped it to 299 quid which is fucking criminal to be honest because it should be way more expensive than that i think it's super super valuable if you're interested in ecom you're already in ecom and you want it to get into ecom zero to one starting a brand from scratch then definitely worth investing in link is in the bio of this video or podcast spotify apple music wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod yeah and then the ep when did that come out ep came out january the 8th 2018 so Shit, exact yeah literally i i was so my birthday is on the 8th of the 8th so i just had an eight thing in my head yeah. and i was like it's 2018 i want to drop it on the 8th of like it's just weird man yeah, i'm weird cool. But, um, how did you record that was that like so yeah so basically at college it was no it was all just I don't know if it's luck or if things are meant to be. I kind of think that things are just meant to be in life. But I found a guy through Instagram promotions of all things. Yeah. Um, and his name's Jojo. And I've worked with him from that day until like now. Like I'm in a session with him tomorrow. Mm. Um, and he basically mix and masters all of my stuff. And on my first sort of, few songs he was he was just helping me with like finding the right sounds for what i wanted to do as well yeah because obviously i'm creating these things on my laptop but i'm like a novice at this point like i know how i want things to sound i know everything and i'm just putting in these like he must have heard my first projects and be like god like these sounds are horrible but he knew exactly where i was going with it and like the songs aren't bad it's just the way they're put across because like at the yeah. end of the day it's like you can create the song which is the face but then it's the makeup that sort of makes it what it is if you know what I mean mm. it just enhances it yeah I've always wanted that to be fair like it's like tangent but like obviously if you listen to like I don't know like I used to fucking record shit when I was like 16 but like even if I was really talented which I'm not it would sound fucking way better if a professional did it like how much do you think for example, like you say you get some mumble rapper that's not that good, but you put yeah. him in a studio with the best fucking producer in the world or like, I don't know, Drake's producer or whatever. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, how much difference does that make? Or is it a combination? 
it's a combination for sure, but it's it's experience you got to bear in mind. Drake's producer is not like just been around for a day. Mm. You know what I mean? So he's been yeah. doing it for yonks. So he'll know how to get the best out of an artist and how to prompt an artist as well. Like a lot of people just going off like cues, especially when you're writing. Writing is like, it's so good to be in a room with someone who like knows how to write because they'll be like, oh, where do you want to take this? Oh, is that like they question everything you do? Mm. Um, not everything, but a lot of the ideas you put on the table, they just question it just so you give it a bit more thought. Yeah. I think that the quality of producer definitely is down to experience and how passionate they are as well, man. Cause you could be doing something for like 10 years or put someone in a room who's been doing it for a year. That's like really passionate about it. Like yeah. They'll pick it up very quickly. Who's that producer? The, Murder, Murder Beats. Murder Beats, yeah. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I'm not like clued up on this shit, but he's like pretty young, right? But I swear he's on like, or at least has been on like some fucking massive albums there's, and shit. There's younger, bro. There's younger people out there that are doing crazy Cause, things. Cause yeah, there's it seems people like, like these Nick people are getting younger and younger. Who like done all the like Juice World yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that's he's like I younger than well, both of us by a lot, I think. That's as well, mad. Which is crazy. Yeah, fuck. I guess if you started like 11 years old. But it goes back to like the accessibility of music right now. Like all he needed or all he would have ever needed was just a laptop and a um, software like Logic or Fruit Loops or something and then bomb. That's all you need. Literally, you don't even need the MIDI keyboard or anything because everything you can do on your laptop. Yeah. It obviously helps when you get more of a setup and do things a little bit more differently but like you can practice and learn everything from the comfort of your own home and that's why so many people are in music at the moment yeah that's mad because I actually used to like again I was never I just played around with it a lot when I was younger more for enjoyment but like I tried to get into like I kind of got over the doing covers thing and then when I was like 18 I spent yeah. like six months trying to learn like logic doing like house music production <laughs> I did I made a few de- like what I think is decent at the time but yeah, it's kind of mad because yeah, you're, you're right. Like, you literally don't need anything. It's a fucking laptop. Yeah. Which most people Quite can literally. afford if you just get a fucking weekend job or something. Yeah, gone. Not gone are the days of having to be like insane at an instrument or anything like that. But like being, knowing your way around Logic is almost an instrument in itself. Yeah. I keep saying Logic because that's the one that I use, but any of the software yeah. is fine. Yeah, that's the Apple on it. And there's like mm. Ableton and shit, is it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so going back to do the EP, like at what point, like what happens from there over like the past few years in terms of like, obviously we were speaking off camera before, yeah. in, particularly in the past year, I think you said, is mm-hmm. when shit's like picked up and you're getting way yeah. more opportunities and attention and shit. Like what does that look like the past three years from cool. that point? So this is kind of a bit what I, thought, what I found quite interesting, what I think people might find quite interesting because no one really talks about like the real come up of like up and coming artists mm. people just like oh <clears throat> I put an EP out and then da 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 so and so picked me up and then bomb I was in the industry like yeah. there is a lot of time between the EP and so and so picking you up like that space just is never talked about and I'll talk about it right now yeah, so I put the EP out I was expecting someone actually said to me and I recall the conversation they're just like what would you be happy with because like people knew I was going to put an EP out and I was just at like some pre-drinks like a few nights before it came out. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, the 8th, because I really wanted it to be on the 8th. It was on like some weird day. It's like a bougie day. I can't remember like a Sunday or a Monday or something yeah. like that. So I was at pre-drinks and someone said, honestly, what would you be happy with? Um, and I said, 
10,000 on the whole project. So EP was five songs and I was just like 10,000 plays yeah. on the whole project. That's, that would make me happy. Um, and then I put the EP out. It's doing really well for some reason. Like I had no, I had no idea how well it was going to do. So I wanted 10,000. I accidentally put it on um, SoundCloud before anything because I uploaded it really late. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was going to be on Spotify when I wanted it to be. Mm. Um, and I uploaded it onto SoundCloud first. And like within the first like day or so, I was like clear past 2.5K streams on like the whole thing. And I was just like, oh my God, this is sick. All of a sudden it's out on Spotify when I wanted it to be. So I'm trying to channel people over there. Um, and yeah, that, that EP ended up doing like hundreds of thousands of streams. And that for me was just like, I was just mind blown because I think Spotify picked it up. They didn't fully like playlist it or anything. It was just like the local hype was just taking it. Mm. Um, because like, I was just a bit of a social butterfly in college and things anyway. So I just had loads of friends and like, another thing that I was going to say is marketing as well. Like I just sort of messaged all of my friends, just like, oh, can you please um, put this on your story or something? Just get some hype around them. Yeah. And literally I just had like thousands of people just do that one simple thing. And like, I owe them a lot because just one person putting it on their story, like say that just gets another like 300 eyes onto my EP whether they're interested or not yeah. one person is 300 so if you get like a thousand people mm. posting your story like it's a, a mad amount of impressions um, yeah very true so yeah that EP goes out does like great numbers it sets me on a bit of a high as well because then I like put some music out like straight away after and all my music's just been pretty like decent and steady it's always been in like the thousands and whatnot I've not quite cracked that million one um, which is what I'm after, but I'm very confident that that's going to come within the next 12 months mm. just from the places that I'm in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from that point onwards, I've just been in sessions with Jojo consistently making music week in, week out and just keeping my head down as well. Like, yeah, I've had a few jobs as well, just in terms of like, um, just getting some money in because obviously sessions and things aren't free or they weren't. Mm. Um, so you've got to kind of fund it but you've got to definitely be fully invested in doing music if you really 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 want to make it because sometimes if you're like too focused on your plan B it'll like completely set you off track from your plan A I've never ever ever had a plan B mm. yeah I like that because I feel like if you if you have a plan B then you there's no way you can be 100% in your plan A because yeah you kind of got one eye on your plan B the other eye on your plan A and if yeah. you doubt yourself it's just it's only out of doubt that you'd even create a plan B it's very true yeah and I just thought I did not want to spend like the 50 years of my life working in something that I didn't completely love and like the one thing I completely love is music so I was just like there's no way I can't do it so I was just plugging away plugging away plugging away for years and years and getting good attention as well there was um, <clears throat> a few things come about first person like who like kind of had me a little bit starstruck probably won't mean much to um a few people if you didn't listen to his music when you were growing up but a guy called dj ironic he reached out to me and i went and recorded a few songs with him um but a lot of the time things just don't come of anything like that still bangles reached out to me 
Oh, yeah. Um, nothing really came of that either. It was just one of them ones. It's just kind of like, it's up and downs in music, but you just got to remain consistent that you're on the right path and attention is good and you got to be like grateful for people reaching out rather than just be like, oh, that fell through or that fell through. Like, just got to be like, oh, some people don't even get that opportunity mm. in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was just TikTok. I um, uploaded a TikTok and that, that was seen by my management, basically Amri, the artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she uploaded a challenge on TikTok and I saw oh, it. I think I've seen this. Is yeah. The, the split screen thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a duet. So she uploaded a challenge um, and it was to write a song about like your mother. And um, I saw it at like 11 p.m. at night and I just wrapped up for the day and I put a TikTok up that day as well. So I was just checking like to see how I'd done. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I, I was just down my cool. for you. And it was like 11 p.m. And I see this challenge and I was like, oh, only 20 people have entered when I saw the challenge. And I was like, that's not many people at all. Because I, I knew if I go to sleep and I wake up tomorrow morning to do that challenge, it's going to be a thousand people minimum, like who have like duetted the video or something. So I was mm. like, I spent like literally 10 minutes writing this thing because it was only a minute video and it was just writing stuff about your mum. So like, if you're already a songwriter, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you just write things, easy to write about mums because they're just yeah. great. Um, I just wrote a song about my mum, went to bed that day after uploading it. And the next day I woke up, she's following me. And oh, Mother's shit. Day is just around the corner as well. So I was just like, Oh mad, she might do something with this video. And then long story short, she does. She uploads mine and some other people's videos, like I guess the winners or her favorites yeah, or whatever, yeah. um, on her actual Instagram feed. And from there, my current um, management that I'm working with, they just picked me up, they dropped me a DM. And then ever since then, I've just been working with them. Just picking up on that then, so, your management or Amory's management or? No. So quite. my management, um, they're a separate entity altogether, but they manage uh, a songwriter called Plested and he writes a lot for Amory and plenty of other artists in the UK scene. Yeah. Um, they obviously manage other people as well, but like that would be the reference point. Yeah. And that's why they were snooping around like sort of her posts. Like, yeah. Obviously she posts a songwriting challenge. And these guys are hot on that sort of thing. And they just thought, oh, might as well hit this guy up and see what he's about. And then I've yeah, been so. ready for that call for so long. Like I've literally had portfolios like ready to just send off. And mm. I went for a well bougie phase. Like, I don't even know, about a year ago, me and my guitarist Callum, actually, we were just like sending emails out to like loads of different managers who are managing like artists and things like that. Being like, take a chance on me or, or like, you know what I mean? Just yeah, some yeah. begging it basically, mm. which is never the way, bearing in mind. But I just thought like, you don't ask, you don't receive. So very true. I just thought, let's just try and get some management. I don't really know what management was going to do. Um, but I just knew that I needed someone to just help get me into rooms. Like, to show people that I'm capable of going up that level mm. quickly as well. Um, so yeah, long story short, a lot of them, sometimes I got emails back from those managers and they were asking for work. And then even one like wanted a call and things like that. But like, they just, they just, yeah, it's blessings in disguise when that sort of thing doesn't happen because it's not meant to happen. Yeah. And how much, so for example, with like the EP and I guess in general, like how much do you think for any like, artists getting started it's like talent versus getting the 
the right eyeballs on. So, so like, do you think anyone that's good enough is, is ultimately going to, including yourself, is ultimately going to get picked up by the right people and get, get in front of the right audience? Or, or do you think it's like, it has to be a combination of talent, like not luck, but like talent and other factors combining to like, yeah. you know, like you meet the right person that gets you in front of the right label or whatever. Yeah, well, there's plenty of examples of people who have got into that space because of their looks and there's plenty of examples of people mm. who have got into spaces because of their talent. But even if you take the talent side, no one's just finding you in your bedroom. My mum always used to say to me, like, this song's amazing, but no one's going to hear it in your bedroom. Yeah, And I used true. to be like, oh, come on, like, give me a break and whatnot. But she's so right because, like, no one is going to listen to that song unless you put it out in the world. And you're only giving, it's like a lottery ticket. And I always think the same about like just TikTok in general as well. Like TikTok's like a lottery. Mm. The more times you enter, the more likely you are to win. And when yeah. you win, you win big. And it's the same with all social media. It's the same with like gigs, just going out and meeting people. Um, gigs are crazy as well, by the way. So now that I'm with this um, management, I've been going to like gigs and people who I'm with are obviously songwriters and people who are well established in the industry and they are every gig I go to there is always like 20 people majority of the time they're just at the back of the room as well and they're all just industry folk and mm. it's just crazy like industry I would mafia. be going to these gigs anyway not knowing that like the same people I'm trying to hit up for email just like please sign me or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. at these same gigs as me but you just don't know because they just blend into like the crowd but like when you learn how to identify these types of people, it's actually quite obvious like who they are because they all kind of know each other as well and they're all like normally grown ups. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, it's a crazy world once you get on the inside. Yeah, mad. So you get contacted by these agents. Yeah, the management, yeah. Yeah, management. What happens next and what's happened between then and now in terms of obviously getting your foot in the door like you said before yeah like anything it's always like kind of a slow initial start um basically they with anything though like if you take a chance on someone you're always a bit apprehensive at the start as well you just want to make sure that, that person is who you think they are and how good you think they are as well like so they were just basically getting me to send them music on a regular basis and mm. Um, cause I was songwriting quite frequently as well. I found that quite easy. Um, just posting as well. Cause I don't think any management really wants like a full on mission. You know what I mean? No one wants to have to take someone from having no idea and just a bit of potential to being like the biggest artist in the world. They kind of want someone who like knows where they want to be and they can just like guide them there. Yeah. Um, so that was that's always been my focus, making sure I'm not too reliant on anyone. Like I've built my team that I trust and that are amazing. So like if I was dropped or anything tomorrow, I'd still have the foundations of what I've built anyway. Mm. Like I can remember them saying, I was shooting a video not too long ago and they were saying, oh, do you want us to facilitate like a videographer or something? And I'm like, no, I've got everything under control. Like my team understand the direction I want to go in. Um, and yeah, that was basically it. So I just kept making music and waiting on sessions that eventually came um, with a good friend of mine now, um, a guy called Alan Sampson. He was my first session. 
and he he done like Jay Sean bits and things in oh, the yeah. day if you remember. Yeah. Jay Sean. Um but he's obviously been working with like loads of like current artists and, and how, how does the session work then? So is that set up by the management? Yeah, so the management put basically put certain people. a producer in a room with a writer or an artist. So I'm kind of doing both at the moment, both artist and writer. Mm. Um and they just put you both in a room and you make music. Like it's literally as simple as that. Yeah. I always find the first sessions kind of like they could go one of two ways. They can either be icebreaker sessions where it's a bit like getting to know the person because sometimes songwriting can be a bit like vulnerable and you got to like let your guard down completely. And it's yeah. kind of a bit jarring to do that with like a stranger who is mm. everyone's a stranger who you meet for the first time. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you can just get it off and like your energy just like clicks straight off the bat and you just get a banger now. yeah I've had yeah genuinely I've just had a few sessions even recently where we've just jumped into the room three of us first time ever meeting each other and like within 10 minutes we're already like in it <laughs> is, is it like on those those videos and shit you see of like rappers where it's like 2am like futures wearing like a hood and sunglasses fucking smoking a shitload of weed <laughs> or is that is that just like a certain look are they, are they not know, all like that it depends what session you're in I mean I've been in the sessions that finish at like I've been in there from like 11 in the morning until 6pm which yeah. is kind of standard yeah, yeah and then I was in a session last week where I got there at like 6pm I didn't leave till 4am and that was a bit like that. <laughs> are they not? Are they not more creative sessions though? Like, well, it depends. Like, because I feel does, like does I'm, I'm definitely more night creative at nighttime. But yeah, it depends. yeah, it's one of them ones. Maybe you're too tired. Well, I know. have a home studio currently as well, and there's no way that my mum is okay with me making music until four a.m. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's kind of like when I'm at home, especially, I just kind of stick to a a regime of getting up doing music have a working day of doing music um not like so it's not fun but just get mm. up and actually be a bit more like disciplined with your life and have a bit of strategy because i find the most poisonous thing for me is to be like going to bed late waking up late like for my mental state it just yeah. doesn't doesn't serve me well so i like to be in like some sort of structure but these sessions are so like they fluctuate man so like I could be having morning sessions to like evening or afternoon sessions to early morning or just evening sessions to early morning and it's just yeah. and they can be anywhere as well London's like a huge place and you find that out if you, especially if you do music yeah and like how often would these be and I guess like two part question how often would these be and then like also what does like a Monday to Friday so to speak look like for you and other people right in like now. a similar stage okay career -wise? so when it first started off I was literally doing like a session a week if I was lucky just mm. because it wasn't that frequent um but then all of a sudden it turned from one session a week to like two sessions and basically it's opportunity so you just gotta be ready like nothing is luck in this world like it's when your opportunity meets preparation yeah um I get the call like oh there's a session tomorrow with one of the producers you've been in with with an artist that's just been signed to a record label who needs a writer and then boom I attend that session smash it mm. and then from there you know what I mean then you're in their books and yeah. it's kind of like one of them ones like that now you're networking because their team knows about you and then if you do a session again with someone else in their label 
to bring in someone else from another label, then like, you know, word gets about really quickly if you can just like smash sessions and if you get on with the artists. Yeah. Or producers for that matter. Um, producers tend to be in sessions just every day, like just six days a week, five days a week. And it's kind of just like work in general. Yeah. Writers and producers. Um, I just feel like anyone, it's just kind of as much as you want to do. I feel like if you want to be like one of the best, like you're going to be in there all the time. Yeah. Because like true. you said, it's like a lottery, especially songwriting as well. Like you can be, I can make just like a song a week or something like, but what good is that going to do for me? I've got to do like a song a day or a song every two days. Like you want to make them good though. I don't always, mm. I don't always feel like just, I oh, just blast out like, a song a day or three songs a day some people can like song fair a day, play fuck, yeah that's a lot some people will be like oh yeah I've done like 20 songs today I was like oh, I'm just like it all depends on how good those songs are though because I'd like to just spend two days on a song and it'd be a complete hit rather than three songs in one day and they're yeah. all kind of like half ideas or three new touching up yeah, yeah 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 I don't believe in album fillers but it's just one of them ones where the more you like I think it's just grow up to be honest and like listen to music as like as you get older you just care less about like the singles in an album and care more about the songs that are more like that artist if you know what I mean yeah and how does it all work like and again I just I know fucking nothing about the music industry so yeah. like how like where do you make money from primarily okay when because obviously there's levels to it of course yeah yeah so I'm currently I'm learning more and more about this, like with each conversation I have, especially in my mm. management, because now I'm more in the thick of it. But from my understanding, a lot of producers, songwriters are in deals, uh, publishing deals, um, which is like you get an advance of, I don't know, let's speak hypothetically, like £100,000 for yeah. a six month deal, which I don't know, might consist of a certain amount of work as well. Um, and any song you put out within that time frame they get the publishing royalties too like the publishing company so like they make back their money so in the music industry I don't think that anything's like just given to you anyway like it's mm. more or less just people try and assess your value pay you that amount of money and then over that period of time hope that yeah. they can actually make more money back than they give you but musicians get paid so that I don't want to speak too much about that sort of thing just because some of what I'm saying might be like half right and half wrong so mm. it's just like I don't want to lead anyone down the wrong road but from my understanding that's kind of how it goes and then when it comes to like being signed by like record labels and things like that then that comes to just like your stream money and all of that sort of thing going to the labels rather than to you but you're obviously you've got your deal Mm. your record deal so you said you're on the edge of a deal right now yeah 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 but it's just being in sessions man just mm. being in sessions impressing the right people and like they they just come sniffing like I was in a session the other day with a writer who has a publicist from like um Holland I think and they follow you on Instagram they DM you and things like that and it's just like just from that you know what I mean there's another person that is interested in you and they all want to just kind of get these writers in get them under their roster because I feel like it's just a gamble and I know that whoever sort of takes the gamble on me is going to be it's not even a gamble you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. 
I'll pay them back in full for, yeah. for their belief. I feel like music is one of those things, like stereotypically or from the outside looking in, where it's like people that aren't in the industry, and probably myself included to an extent, like unlike other jobs or like just say like just a mm-hmm. mon- like a business or running a business or having like a job in like a corporate world it's like people kind of assume if you're not like Justin Bieber then you're like homeless yeah Do you, have you experienced that stereotype yeah yeah because people are also intrigued like there's a lot of like just because yeah as in like people think if you're not like A-list celebrity then you can't be... It. It's a madness. But, like, people you know just I mean? ask, like, oh, how much do you earn? Like, random... They're, like, almost the first questions, like, you get asked. Like, if someone meets you and they know you do music and, like, or they see, like, yeah, the numbers you do, I mean, they'll be like, oh... It feels quite how alien much money to a lot of people you? because yeah. it's not, like, Whereas I would walk in here and just path. be like, oh, how much are you made this Yeah, month? I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's, it's, it's quite jarring, but If it's, people don't understand something, it's like my parents like family members would used to do that to me when I first started a business yeah but, whereas they wouldn't do that if I just had like a normal job yeah yeah, uh, yeah. if I did that to them it would be Weird. rude but it's just it's just curiosity I think like yeah, that's it's what just I mean. no one knows how to ask the question because they're kind of thinking themselves and I've had a lot of people in when I first started out like the doubt didn't really come from them not believing in me it was they just didn't know enough about what I was trying to do or they don't know about enough about the industry or they just doubt themselves like they were putting their own fears onto me mm. like oh I could never make it in the industry so, you know I mean you would never make it in the industry so it's, it's just one of them ones there is no like blueprint in music yeah. like there's no path to how you get from A to B otherwise everyone would take it there's so many people in music as well like it'd just be ridiculous if there was an easy route then everyone would take it Um. so yeah I don't think that there is a enough knowledge about music in general, but like you don't need to know unless you're really in it. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Because to be fair, like I've often gone to like a festival or whatever, maybe just because I'm like into like entrepreneurship and business and shit. And I just like always Google this sort of shit in like every case. But I went to a 1975 show like two years ago, probably my favorite band. Mm -hmm. And I just like Googled while drunk, like, 1975 earnings per show and shit like because I try and do the maths in like an arena I'm like oh I'm in the fucking O2 20,000 seats give or take I've paid 60 quid for a ticket I'm like doing the maths what's that like over a million quid for the show revenue and then and then yeah it just interests me like how how much does an artist keep from that like hypothetically I'm probably asking just I mean for my shows specifically I've got a good relationship with a company called LMS down um, their promoters down by where I live Um, and in my city they seem to give me a good deal which is about like 30% or something from a show which you would think is just like outrageous but like I guess that was probably like near enough the norm because venues take a lot because obviously without mm. their venue, there's no show and they have to staff them places. So it's a bit ridiculous, like an artist coming in and taking like 8% because like the venues would be left with yeah, like true. no profit. They're having to host the night, clean up after, all of that sort of thing. Promoters also want their cut because they're getting bums on seats. Artists just show up, perform and then leave. Like mm. we kind of have the easiest part, even though we're the most crucial part, but... yeah. 
it's one of them ones. And touching on what you said earlier about not that much knowledge about the music industry, it's very closed. Like, the best way I describe it, it's like a donut, and there's an outer circle, and there's an inner circle. Yeah. Like, it's like that. There's an outer circle and there's an inner circle, and the only way you get into that inner circle is, like, via invitation into it. Like, you can't just randomly just walk into a room with the right people. So, like, my management were my invitation into the inner circle. And once you're in that inner circle, you realise just how small the industry really actually is. Like, everyone seems to know everyone or know someone who knows that guy. You know what I mean? Like, if I was talking about a writer my manager would be able to say, oh, we know so-and-so, who knows them? Yeah. So it's like, it's really closed. Like, even even going abroad to like the States, like everything is just like, it's accessible when you're in the inner circle. But being on the outer circle, man, like like I said, you could be you could be in a room with like, like I was the other day, one of the guys who ran Psycho, which is Simon Cowell's yeah, label. Yeah. And I was just in a room with him. I am not a Scooby-Doo who, who was who in that room and it's only until like someone comes up and introduces this guy to me and you shake his hand and you have a conversation with him and you're like holy shit I could have been in this room with you just as a fan still being an artist but like just being there on the night as a fan and then boom there you are and it's crazy because then I went to a show as a fan because like that one I was just on guest list because I was with my management Mm. Um, so we were like after partying afterwards and whatnot. but I go to a show later on in the week for my team, <clears throat> as in like my um, band and my content career, because we just yeah. like going to shows and stuff. And I see some faces from like the night before, but I'm only seeing these faces and recognizing these people because I've seen them before. Like, but they're everywhere. You know what I mean? They're, if there's an artist performing in London, small world. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But it's that inner circle of that donut that you just don't get let in unless you're invited in yes I feel like it's kind of yeah relatively similar with a lot of things but yeah I can imagine music even more so Mm. because and do you think you need to I mean we've kind of said this but like do you think you definitely need to know the right people to make it work or is like has social media like obviously you said it it makes it easier for like people to put stuff out and it's probably the same with a lot of things like YouTubers whatever content creators but at the same time, do you think it means like there's more competition and like more noise or do you think it's like overall it is, it is a good thing if you're willing to put in the, put in the graft? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think content creating is just like, but you content create to get to the right people, if you know what I mean. Mm. At the end of the day, someone comes, drops you a DM and picks you up and makes your life easier. Like puts you in the right rooms, gets you the right deals. They just make your life easy or and get you the right money get you the right things I mean I know plenty of content creators who without the management they have wouldn't be getting the, the deals they get yeah and it's not down to because they're not talented enough or anything like that it's just these managers their job is to bring in the deals make their own bread like and that's what you want as well you want someone you want a manager who has your best interests at heart as well and wants you to be like at the top of your game so that they can like put their name to it rather than mm. someone who just wants to sap the life and blood and money out of you just like every opportunity they get like someone who really fully understands your artistry and your trajectory and like where you wanted to take your art or craft or content 
that's that's the sort of person you want like in your corner unfortunately i feel like i've found that i haven't actually signed pen to paper yet with my management but i'm sure that probably even by the time this um goes out it'll be close to or done yeah i hope so that sounds good yeah and i remember speaking to Connor Maynard actually mm-hmm. who lives around here yeah he came to a few parties and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like a classic drunk conversation I probably just asked him questions that I shouldn't have asked him because I was like oh there's a fucking celebrity in my flat and he was telling me this story I mean long story short he was basically I think he, he said he pretty much he got kind of screwed over into signing this what he didn't realise at the time was a really fucking stupid deal when he was like 18 or something I don't know the exact specifics yeah. but and he only recently got out of it like 8 years later or whatever it was and is is there a lot of that in music do you think because yeah. you hear these stories yeah. in like the fucking tabloids and shit but is it true I've got people like genuinely concerned for my like future because of like they know that I'm going to be in like great success or great rooms people like putting these mad offers on the table and whatnot, and they're just like please just run it by me or run it by my team or we'll get you a lawyer or something like people who just don't even have to do that sort of thing but like Mm. it's quite that for me just like I throw my guard up a little bit because I'm like oh my days like is that really what it's like Um, I think it's more or less like you can you can get good deals in music yeah like you can in anything Mm. no one's gonna obviously give you a deal that's just like doesn't favor them like why would a label like pay you a million pound if they're gonna get like 800k back or something like that like obviously they're gonna do it so that they make money off of you as an artist it's kind of just the way that the world works in general like yeah you wouldn't Im- you wouldn't invest in something that you're gonna lose money in like it's just doesn't make it doesn't make sense yeah very true so yeah I think there are deals and things that you just gotta be aware of but it's it can be blinding I mean I don't know Connor's um, scenario but I assume maybe there was just a lot of money put on the table for when you're 18 and then it's just like stupid to turn down mm-hmm. and maybe you don't look at like the longevity and I think once you're in deals you lose a bit of control as to what happens so say it's like a three album deal or something maybe the uh, label doesn't let you put out your album or doesn't let you play out your second album because of something that they have a peeve with yeah but then you're still in a three album deal and they're, yeah, not, like they're the ones not letting shit. you put it out yeah so I can imagine that there are things that maybe I'll even come across I mean touch wood I don't but yeah it is one of them ones and that, that's why I say you just gotta have people who are fighting your corner and have your best interests in mind because obviously imagine you start into a management and all they care about is making like money fast they'd sign like the most trash deal that mm-hmm. pays half decent for right now but like screws you in the long term but you want to just you just want to find the medium in life something that makes you happy serves you well and keeps you going on like the upwards so that when it's over like there's something else as well rather than it's just like you fall off or you lose your contract yeah and then like labels and shit obviously most people have heard of like fucking Capitol Records Universal yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Psycho all this shit is, is there like like is there labels that you want to work with like is there a 
real big difference between like these like small boutique labels which I know nothing about by the way I'm just kind of making assumptions I feel like they're, um, and like these bigger labels or yeah I feel like they're all owned or slightly uh, under the umbrella or yeah. like of these bigger labels anyway the mm. smaller boutique ones um, I haven't really done too much looking into labels to be honest with you I kind of feel like that's just a bridge that you cross when you come when you come to it but what I do know is that it appears like they call a lot of the shots in um in the industry in general. I was giving it a bit of thought the other day and it was just questions more or anything. Probably won't anyone will find this helpful, but um I was just thinking about artists like Russ, who are like yeah, clearly like clearly independent though. And like make a point yeah, of that's it. That's true. They make a point of being independent, but like how much support like how many award shows do you see Russ perform at and things like that and then it kind of makes you think is it because the industry is more run by these labels and they kind of get to decide who's in, who's on stage who's doing this who's doing that or is it just by chance that he's not there maybe he doesn't believe mm. in them sort of like accolades and things like that but yeah it was just a question I was asking myself because I was thinking independent life Obviously, it's all well and good, but like, also, I'm sure there are plenty of perks to both sides. I think creative control-wise, if you just want to own all of your masters and if you can get a lot of attention to your music without having to sign, like, a deal to anything, then yeah, 100%, you'd be stupid to sign to a label, but what these guys tend to be able to do is get you a lot of attention pretty fast. Yeah. And I guess it depends. It's like a gamble in life, in anything. You could probably just start up a company by yourself. It might take you 10 years to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Or in two years with an investor, you could be... Well, that's kind of what I'm going through now. Exactly. Because I spoke about it with Adam on a previous pod. And Mm -hmm. like, I've always bootstrapped shit. And I think think you have to earn your stripes doing it that way. And you learn a lot doing that. And it's like the same with you in music. But then, yeah, he gets to a point where it's like, well could I do a lot more with help and not just financially but like just access to people yep. and knowledge that you don't have just trying to do it yourself yeah so, so it's kind of you just ask the same question to yourself yeah and you just like and that's the beautiful thing about like this conversation right now is because I feel like there are so many similarities between an entrepreneur and a self made musician because yeah. every musician is self-made like you don't just like you don't walk into an office and just make it you know what I mean mm. everything has to be like done from the ground up same way it would be if you were starting a business the same way these labels are like investors like everything's yeah, like they're like banks basically I labels. guess you are the brand that's, that's, that's the difference yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, that's that, that's what's cool about this conversation because I feel like when you're asking questions passively, you're thinking, oh, like this is kind of the same situation. Yeah, no, as well. it definitely is. And I guess like a more controversial one, like I mean, if like a label came to you and said like you can make like I don't know ten times as much money, but we're gonna make you do music that like isn't you, and we're gonna fucking force you to you know, I don't know, become a, I don't know, like super pop singer, which well, I don't know if you class yourself pop or not really. Um, yeah. Just like the opposite of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it was like, I guess what I'm saying is like, 
where's the line between would like, I sell myself staying out? true? Yeah, because a lot of people get that that accusation, especially artists that like we're say we're like smaller, and then suddenly they, they blow up, and people are like, oh, he sold out, whatever. But isn't that just kind of fucking smart? I don't know. Is that is that smart? And then you've got the freedom financially to maybe go back to doing. I'm trying to think of an example. Is there any? Is there a good example of that? I suppose. I think people thought Drake sold out a little bit when he did Tissy Slide. Yeah, that sort of shit. Sort of like TikTok song or whatever. At the same time, though, you've got to think, like, you've got to look at someone's underlying morals. Like, am I in it to make money? Like, trust me, if I was in music to make money, I'd be a very dumb person because yeah. currently, to the, from the moment I started to the place I am now, I'm pretty sure I'm probably at a loss <laughs> just because, like, you put so much into it right at the start where, yeah. like, no one's, like... And you're barely seeing a penny back. Yeah, so true. Um, so it's just one of them it's ones. It's a passion like, project. It is. It, has to be. Yeah. it very much is. And that's why I feel like you just got to keep plugging at it. Like if you're concerned about money, you'll never enjoy music. I don't think. Because sessions cost money. Sessions cost money. Well, they do and don't. It depends whether or not you put in sessions or if you're paying for them yourself. But at the start, they definitely cost money. And making money as well like you got to be doing pretty frequent shows um putting music out frequently and it getting good traction to like make make money that way i feel like in the long run if a label came to me it was just like we're gonna pay you a lot of money to do something you don't want to do you pretty much answer your own question you don't want to do it so don't do it hmm. because you know what I mean? You could, you can kind of, life is what whatever you want to make of it. So like, if you want to just make money, then fair enough, go and make money. If you want to have a great career and do things you love doing, like if I stop love, if I stop loving music as a result of signing a deal, yeah. then I'm then in the scenario I didn't ever want to be in. I'm then now working. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. And right now it doesn't feel like I'm working. It feels like I'm living my dream job. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same as you as well. Like, could, do you, would you, if there was a product that could make you a load of money, but it was just something you were just so unpassionate about? Yeah, like, I mean, I, two sides to this. Like, I've, I've spoke about this, especially recently. Like, I've been like, oh, I definitely, yeah, I need to... Like I was saying to you before, like started that fucking new brand and then I was going down an angle I didn't like. And that, that wasn't even about money because it was making no money. It was fucking three days old. But then I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But the irony about this is with the whole neon beach thing, when all that shit hit the fan, everyone was calling me a fucking like this scam artist just wants to make money. And, and when I was losing fucking million quid or whatever happened. Yeah. And the, the thing that's funny about that was I started that because I was fucking, I just liked the aesthetic of pink lights. I didn't, I didn't even think it would sell. Mad. and then it went mad but like I think it went mad because it was clear that I was passionate about it and like yeah. the, the market was good and shit and then it went kind of too good too, too quick and then Things the rest is history but I think imagine you started that company because you wanted to make money I don't think that it does as well as it does yeah and also like the irony with that was I always thought like you know if fuck if I just wanted to make money like I used to say this to my parents who were like oh you're chasing money and I was like why would I sell pink lights on the internet and take yeah. fucking cringe videos myself Literally. I just wanted to make money if I wanted to make money I'd go and trade forex I would go oh, and I get know. a 9 to 5 job like 
Yeah, or like, I mean, yeah. If it's they stable, it's guaranteed. Sense, yeah, yeah, definitely that. But like, if I just cared about money, I wouldn't try and do something mm. creative. No, 100% not. And that's the thing, like people that, and ironically, I think if you stick with something you actually love, then you'll probably make more sustainable money anyway, long term. Yeah. Particularly when it's like entrepreneurial or like doing music or whatever, like outside the usual nine to five career spec. Mm-hmm. But I think you've so, got to value your time more than you value money, especially in life. Yeah. Just because I, I saw something like even the other day, I can't remember who was saying or what it was, but it was just like, if someone gave you a million pounds in your hand right now, like how happy would you be? And a lot of people are like, yeah, I'd be very happy. But they're like, right, you get this million pounds, but you don't wake up tomorrow. Like, how happy are you now? And like, yeah, and I, do I you take the million pounds? And you're just like, well, no, because you value your time and your life way more than you value the money that's in your hands. So like when you put it into perspective, it's always hard to put them sort of things in perspective because no one knows what it's like to be dead, but... Yeah, another way of looking at it, I saw online or whatever, um, was people like, yeah, you know, if, if you had fucking millions tomorrow and you didn't have to do the job that you don't like, what would you do? And then like ultimately people would still do something. You can't just fucking... People are like, oh, I'm just going to sit on the beach. But well, you wouldn't. So what would you do? And then, you know, say, I don't know, someone might say, oh, I would try and make YouTube videos instead of work in my county firm or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you can do that on the side anyway and like yeah. make that re- replace your income like pretty realistically. Yeah. If you stick with yeah, it for like yeah. a year or something, like you're not man necessarily make millions. But the point is that the only thing that money would give you that you don't have now anyway is the ability to do something you like. Mm-hmm. So kind of... The freedom. I've yeah. kind of realised that because, yeah, I probably to an extent was like oh, I really want to make a load of money but I mean it came from like a creative place but yeah now I'm probably a bit more mature having like experience making a lot of money and then lost a lot of money as well mm-hmm. but then it's like well fuck like I probably wasn't even that I probably wasn't even that happy when I was making loads last year which which I'll do again but yeah. because I was stressing myself out so much because I was working so much yeah. so it's like 15 hours a day running yeah. two fucking businesses at the same yeah. time I feel exactly the same like way. My cholesterol levels or whatever were probably just super high. I had a I had a bit of an eye opening experience myself where I, I was looking looking for uh, a new car. I just really wanted a new car because I just thought, well, that's like that's what I'm missing in life, like a new car. Mm. It just just show up, like pick girls up or whatever it might be yeah. with this new car, and it'd just be amazing. Long story short, I end up just um, by chance um, driving around this like. Mercedes for I don't know how long like a few months or whatnot and like genuinely one of the lowest points in my life was like the first week I had that Mercedes and I'd never really deeped why that was but it's because it changed absolutely nothing like that unfulfillment that I was feeling I I, just, I was never fulfilled by this car and like when you realise that what you thought you needed wasn't it at all mm. Because the materialistic, like, things in life, they tend to just, like, try... They never... They just, like, pave over the cracks rather than actually filling them in. Um, yeah. And they're always there. So it's just, like, I don't know. how. What does money really get you? If money can buy you freedom, freedom is what everyone wants, I think. Yeah. At the bottom of their heart. Freedom to just live life without owing anyone anything or Mm. owing people your time and I always come back to time because I feel like time is like the most valuable currency 
in life just because you can't buy it you only lose it everyone loses it it's kind of scary rate. when you think about it like aging and shit yeah I, everyone I loses get deep about this yeah it's crazy Every maybe, that's, maybe that's not the one for this podcast we'll be here for another three hours but. no it's good <laughs> but like, I, like I my birthday like a week week and a half ago and it's like yeah. fuck Every time you have a birthday, and I don't know, it kind of scares me. Like, obviously, you can't slow down time. No. But there's like a, I think there's some like Japanese term to describe it, but I've forgotten what it is. But it's like, there's like some beautiful sadness in the passing of time or some shit. Mm-hmm. There's something like that. It's something very romantic and like just nostalgic. And it's like, fuck, it's kind of deep though. Yeah. That's why you just got to enjoy life, be in the moment. And that's why I don't look too far ahead and I definitely don't look behind. Because if you look too far ahead, it's the unknown. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in a few years. you just got to trust that life's putting you in the path. And anything that doesn't happen was life trying to save you from, like, something further on down the line. So, like, I never get beat down about things falling through or certain things not happening now because without that inconvenience or without that setback or minor setback, mm. you wouldn't have that huge win like two months down the line. So like, that's what drives me, knowing that that win is coming in a month's time. And without this minor setback happening, sending me on this trajectory in life, I would not get that win that's in, in a month's time. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. kind of hard to understand because sometimes like really, really shit things can happen. You can be like, oh, everything happens for a reason. And you're just like, no, fuck that. Like, Well, that's what I mean because like, yeah, I've, I'm still, I still fucking get pissed off about what happened with that brand, my brand in the yeah. past year. Like still bugs me. Like probably way more than I speak about. Hmm. And I always think like, imagine though in like three years time or even, not even three years time, but like a year or two years down the line, this next venture, wherever it might be that you jump on, mm. is doing crazy well, better than Neon Beach ever was, making you happy as well. You've changed, because Neon Beach, you got to think about, was also a learning experience, no matter, yeah. like, even without it failing towards the end, or failing in well, quotations, yeah, it it's like, even, with, even without that, there are things you've learned within running a business and now you take into your next yeah, thing that give you sure. less stress this time definitely around as like, well yeah it's, it's like kind of stereotypical and whatever but yeah like I definitely I'm, a, I'm like a better person than I was a year ago because that's what like pain and bad experiences teach you you learn a lot in it yeah. but do you think and I'm definitely like I'm probably like a sarcastically negative optimist I feel like just being like northern and shit like I'm, I'm very good at self-deprecating but like yeah, okay. in an intentionally like ironic way and shit but mm-hmm. ultimately I believe in myself and I'm optimistic even if like 70% of the time mm-hmm. I fucking moan and get down about shit but do you, on the flip side of that do you think like the whole like, everything happens for a reason and I, and I think it's a useful belief um, but do you think sometimes is there a line where like people are just using that as an excuse to not achieve things that's kind of a rhetorical devil's advocate question for myself mm. as well because I think it's interesting because I, I, I completely agree but I think I agree that things happen for a reason and like ultimately you learn shit and everything but I think y- you only have kind of the right to look at things that way if you know that you're doing everything you can well there you go to, to progress your journey like there don't sit and watch Netflix five hours a day at no, age 40 yeah. sat in your mum's no, basement and watch it and say yeah. Well, this is happening for a reason. I'm going to be yeah. a billionaire at 60. Do you know what I mean? I well, I'm sort of saying from the opportunity the right of like 
you yeah so I'm I'm in complete agreement I don't just think oh I don't just sit on my Todd and like yeah. oh I, I do because you don't ever get the opportunities full stop if you're sat on your Todd anyway so like yeah. if you're in a room and you pitch a song to someone say for example it doesn't go through they, they don't jump on it or whatever like but you've given it everything you can you put yeah. everything into the song mm. and then it doesn't work what can you do about it because yeah, if you exactly. dwell on it you only feel bad for a prolonged period of time if you let that moment pass and then focus on like the next opportunity or focus on making even if it's tweaks even if you don't think you've done anything wrong like you can always look at scenarios and like change mm. them to favor you in the future like yeah so yeah i completely agree with you man like you can never look at life and say oh everything happens for a reason but i didn't try hard enough like that was the reason it didn't happen because mm. you didn't try hard enough yeah and you know that everyone everyone can see that even if you don't see it at first like when you reflect on it take a few days out like accountability is just it's a beautiful thing if you can like master it knowing when you're accountable for a scenario or knowing what you could have done differently like because at the end of the day you can only control your life you're the you're the main character in your life you're not the main character in anyone else's yeah. no one else wakes up like and looks through your eyes you know what I mean so yeah that's kind of another rabbit hole as well. Like, I often think about like, yeah, like if you just like people watch in like anywhere, like an airport, mm-hmm. train station, whatever, there's like fucking 7 billion people that are the, that rightly think they're the main character in, in their existence. Yeah, everyone by default thinks mm-hmm. they're the main character. Yeah. But actually we're all like so fucking insignificant to each other on a grand scale. Like, yeah, it's kind of mad. Yeah. Um, the whole like consciousness and that's why you just don't you can't think about it too much because at the end of the day you just end up stop giving a fuck about everyone and like only fending for yourself and things like that but at the end of the day you've got to enjoy life like you're here you're here now you have to enjoy it so you have to trust believe in people love people like have your friends have your family enjoy your opportunities don't like run yourself into the ground don't like beat yourself up because like another thing is you're with your mind all the time as well so if you're not thinking optimistically if you Mm. beat yourself up about them things that don't go through if you don't have that everything happens for a reason then it's i'm not good enough complex yeah and i I know which one i'd rather live with like i would definitely choose to believe that something is greater on the other side than i'm going to be held at this spot in my life for the rest of my life and hold myself like accountable for anything that goes wrong like you gotta learn from your mistakes and even if they're not mistakes just learn from the scenarios life puts you in be persistent in your potential that's like that's why i think and that's that's that kind of in a nutshell has been my journey just be persistent in your potential like i knew that and i still know that my potential no one's even scratched the surface of what i'm capable of in music and i feel like this podcast is beautiful because it's going to be one of them ones that people go back to yeah to to listen to and like i don't know a year or two's time and they'll be like oh this is that podcast before i even made it like how crazy and like on the like people cut clips on like instagram you know what i mean like yeah and it goes like viral in like three years it's like half and half thing and then all of a sudden it's me on a stage like performing at Glastonbury or something yeah legit um, and that's no, genuinely true. what I believe though. that's, that's like where I believe my trajectory is going because I know what I'm writing I know what I can write and I know where I'm taking like the artistry side of things I've got no, like 
from like three years ago to now, I've had like no label support or anything like that, but you couldn't tell the difference between my work and someone who has all that back in. And that's what I, I'm always trying to aspire to do, make sure that there's no difference regardless if I'm independent or with a label. I'd only ever sign deals if they were to enhance what I'm doing currently. Yeah. Kind of random question, are you religious? I am to an extent, yeah. Yeah. And well, the, the reason I ask that is because I, I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I'm definitely like spiritual and like, I don't know what the, whatever you want to call that, but like, because yeah, like obviously coming back to like, just like weird shit, like humans are obviously like, it's kind of mad, we're literally just like fucking biological beings on this like spinning ball mm-hmm. of whatever. But then it's like, well, where does like the kind of artistic and creative side of like humans and just like the world come from if we are just biology? Do you know what I mean? Like, and I think yeah. music, I think music's like the most powerful thing to like, yeah, on a creative emotion side. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you literally, yeah, like you can sit in a fucking empty room if you put like a certain song on, it can take you to like a a place so like uh, I feel like everyone has a handful of those songs where it literally brings them to like a yeah, specific man. place in time 100% and me for me writing music I went in like a drastic not change in direction but like my music was kind of a bit more trendy and then well it, I remember it, listening to the first one I heard from you was um, Clap was exactly clap? and then and the I next song I lit. put out after Clap was Move On which is yeah. completely like the opposite and like older and move on more like yeah. similar in their own like and they're so different that. from clap but it was that was me me and Callum for, that was our like first like kind of couple of mm. collaborations that we had done and it just unlocked that completely different potential and all of a sudden I was addicted then to having people feel away when they're listening to my music yeah um, I was really apprehensive before I put move on out but as soon as I'd done it, I just knew that if I help someone or put words to the way that they're feeling in that moment in time, then I'm doing my job as an artist, as a songwriter, because now that song doesn't live for the month or two months that it was like out after it's out. Sorry. So like a lot of shelf life is like a few months in music sometimes because it's just like a trendy song for now. And then, people just have it in their playlist and forget about yeah, it. Yeah, so true actually. Whereas stuff that's like... If it hits you... Yeah, just like deeper. Yeah. Like there's always like a few songs you would go back to for like fucking forever. So like mm. you like, yeah, like, like your parents will have songs that, you know, they still listen to from their like teenage years or whatever. And if like you... They have that connection to... If you listen to say Move On and you, and you were going through a breakup at the time or something, let's just say you jumped into a relationship since and you go for a breakup like bomb all of a sudden you're playing it again yeah just because it helps you and it sticks with you and it's a song that's with you for life and someone asked me um in a different um podcast whether or not they think is music timeless and it definitely is just specifically because of people's own like interaction with the song what they're doing in their life at the time if they want to be reminded of a time in their life like how many times have you ever spoke to your parents or just any adult and they'd be like oh I remember this song or this song yeah. was 1982 or something like that how do they yeah, know that now like a teenager again how do they know yeah. that this song was released in 1982 it's the mm. same way that we talk about like the 2010 2012 whatever because yeah. you just know like certain songs that are like timeless yeah. like fucking Mr. Brightside or some shit yeah 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 <laughs> and you're just like, like oh those are a generation song yeah, yeah. so yeah, there's definitely 
a crazy side to like the creativity of music that that's why it'll always be a thing that's why people like me are able to work and live and do music for a living because there's always going to be a need for it it's always going to be something that people want to listen to yeah it's actually mad because like I wonder where it would go because obviously in the past I don't know 20, 30 years like particularly the past 10 years I guess like technology is coming to way more like laptops and shit I wonder like and it's kind of similar like with just life in general like where the fuck are we going to be in like 20 years like people going to be in like VR headsets writing music from their brain and shit mm. that yeah that's a Legit, scary though. thought like you'll be able to maybe just think it think of it, oh like, mate that would make my life produces. so easy <laughs> well yeah I suppose it'd probably too honestly it made my life so easy because that's like, like my whole writing yeah. process just hearing an idea in my head and then then trying to put the music to the idea that I'm hearing like being like yeah, yeah. I gotta find a guitar or a piano and play that melody in and yeah I imagine if someone just played it for me yeah, it'd just be so ideal yeah it's mad it make your life a lot easier as well you go back to making house doing your morning yeah rides. well <laughs> yeah to be fair I would say like if I wasn't I don't know if I if I didn't have to make any money and like I wouldn't do it all the time but like I would probably more than make music I'd, I'd make like a horror film bro but I've I mean I hate horrors but yeah um, I've always just had this weird feeling of like I want to make a horror film and I, I started making one when I was like 16 years old and then just didn't finish it that gives me fear now considering about the way I walked into your um, apartment earlier and there was cling film all over the floor and I yeah, literally yeah. thought I just walked There's into like a set of a serial in, like, killer next door and it literally looks like yeah if you walk in at night time as well I should probably go around and like put like ketchup Fake on it blood, and, yeah. and then just call a concierge up and be like it's coming to Halloween to be fair no people would that would pass as like a Halloween joke people think that's a Halloween thing rather than I, yeah I mean I very much working hope. on a flat yeah. Just banging all day <laughs> oh my god I didn't even think of that but yeah that's another thing uh, scripts for movies people always ask me oh how do you um, how do you even write a song blah 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 and for time I just never really was able to fathom because it's just part of my setup to be able to know how to make music yeah. or how to put something together and the only way I sort of managed to like empathise with their thoughts was just thinking how does someone make a script or not script but like a movie and then when you're piecing together like yeah like the shots the context but like i just think the really like minor conversations within a movie and like just really like nothing scenes you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. i could think of like the big scenes what needs to happen like this mm. is the plot but blah, blah 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 but how do you just unwrap that all into an hour and a half of movie yeah it's crazy and I can't even think of where to start and that's where I think that people must think about music like where do you even start how yeah it's all good like I really want to make a song about this that and the other I just don't know how to put the words or tell the story or build it on like and yeah that's that that's that's me, for me personally I just feel like that's the same thing like writing a script yeah writing a song it's definitely an element of like natural talent in there with like yeah particularly with like creative well with with most things to be fair but like in this context creative things like it's obviously hard work and like practice as well yeah, but yeah. I think it definitely starts with like you know like if I if I sang fucking every day I'm not gonna sound like Justin Bieber I'm just not sadly 
Yeah, to an extent. I mean, you you sound like you, which is a beautiful thing in itself because like everyone sounds unique. As good as him, but he doesn't sound as mad as mad. Well, one example, but like you know, I I always think it'd be fucking sick if I could sing really well, like like Sean Mendes or something. Yeah, it comes down to that passion thing as well, though, bro. Like, what is your driving force to want to do that? To impress people or like oh, I mean, because yeah. you just want to sing in that it's case like, it's just like the ability to serenade anyone and just like sound beautiful <laughs> would be good how many times do you reckon singers actually just use it to serenade people probably sometimes like yeah I, I used to get my guitar out in front of girls when I was like 18 and would try and sit, well I would serenade them well I but, hope you never learn to sing in that case yeah well I used to be alright I'm probably better at freestyle rapping than I am at singing to be fair I just don't I've actually got my guitar here I haven't played it in like three years and we're not going to start today <laughs> no, it's, it's a nice um, Tanglewood acoustic nice. solid body got nice. it like 10 years ago or some shit but that's dope yeah, yeah I, I think I, I, I agree and disagree in terms of I think anyone can learn anything I think people like Ed Sheeran are a great example of how you can not sing at all and learn how to sing yeah didn't I was going to mention that is there like some anecdote where he says he literally couldn't sing he there's voice trained notes himself. there's voice notes of him singing when he was before he was like this, like who he is now and they were god awful some of them are awful like genuinely bad like genuinely bad yeah yeah, yeah. but it's about like knowing like keys and things like that and just learning persistence like a lot of the things I can do with my voice even to this day are just trial and error mimicking like if you hear a song and you hear a mad run you just break it up slow it down keep going through it it's like anything you know like mm. how people back in school like really wanted to sing like Rap God by Eminem yeah yeah. and like no one can just go and listen to the song and be like but like if you learn it slow it down know the words build yourself up you can all of a sudden you can do Rap God by Eminem which is like one of like the hardest raps yeah, or whatever. I can rap a whole Drake song. It's not the same. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. But yeah, no. That's, but you know true, what I mean? Though. Like you just practice and it's the same with singing because singing is just about holding notes within the key of the song. Mm. And you can only hold notes by training your voice, strengthening your voice, hitting higher notes, hitting lower notes. You can, you can increase and, you know what I mean? You can fluctuate with your range. Um, yeah, smell that shit. But with Ed Sheeran as well, if he wanted to sing like Bieber, he still doesn't sound like Justin Bieber. He still sounds like Ed Sheeran. But that's the beautiful thing about music and voices. Like, you always sound like yourself. No matter how much you try and sound like someone else, you always sound like yourself. And I always find when people try and sound like someone else, it's so obvious because they just don't sound like themselves, like, fully. Mm. Um. So, yeah, if you wanted to... St- start singing you would never sound like Justin Bieber but you would sound like you and do that you think, in itself do you think you can go from like not having a talented voice to like training it over years to actually sounding like you know fucking someone that's talented there are people who get head starts yeah sure like I probably think I'm one of them people I got a head start because I mean yeah you definitely got a better voice than me no but I was just able to sing and then but then you put the work to it yeah yeah it's the same with like footballers for example like yeah cool you can be a good footballer Mm. naturally or unnaturally you might not be a good footballer but you still got to put the work in if you want to get to that next level and even if you don't know how to kick a ball at all 
you still can put the work in and be at the same level as everyone else. It's not that hard to pick up skills. Like your voice is still capable of holding notes. Like if you tried to hit a high note, you could. It just sound a bit weird. But you put practice to it, then yeah, boom, it all of weird. a sudden, all of a sudden you're hitting them notes like easy. It's like anything, man. Like nothing is impossible. It just takes a bit of like dedication, bit of commitment, bit of time and effort. Yeah. That's it. That's, that, that's music. That's everything in a nutshell. In place, isn't it? Persistence, mimicking, find people that interest you, find people that like light up your soul, light up your like interest. For me, it was people like John Legend, people who are just musically like gifted, be mm. able to just sit at piano, him and the piano tell a whole story for a show. Like you don't need anything else. If you're John Legend, you just need a piano and then boom, you can tell the whole story. Yeah. And I was just like, I have a piano at home. I want to be able to do that. All of a sudden, like my passion has been ignited. I'm learning piano. I'm sat down on that every evening in my house put on a show for like my mum <laughs> yeah that's lit you know what I mean piano is sick to be fair I've, so it's I've dope but then it's it, really. every pianist looks at a guitar and thinks wow what an instrument because it's just what you're not familiar with like it just sounds so different and guitarists just want to play piano it's the same yeah. thing and people who can play both can die in a well and, and no one, no one wants just to selfish. be a bassist <laughs> yeah but bassist like kind of derives from guitar anyway so it's like yeah true true who do you think is the most naturally talented person that's like in the music world oh, well I was going to say that's famous in the music world but, but I, I do not think how, how am I supposed to know though how much work no, but in, your, like, in your well in your opinion naturally I guess, talented well, probably someone like Charlie Puth he's got perfect pitch so if you I flick thought you a, said that actually if you flick I saw him on TikTok the other day so it was yeah. in my head yeah, he's just got perfect pitch so maybe he had the best head start but then again who am I to say how much work he has or hasn't put into achieving yeah. like his current ability. I don't know. I don't know because I don't know anyone else's story. I only know my story. Yeah, true. What do you think of the kid Leroy then? Because obviously, uh, obviously he's blown up and he's like fucking 18. Yeah. Because when I first heard I love him, kid Leroy. Like, I, didn't think he, I didn't think he looked anything like he looks for a start. And then I was like, oh, he's Australian and shit. It's yeah. just like... Yeah, that that stay song is a banger. Yeah, right. So Kid Leroy is interesting. Kid Leroy for me, he's kind of a reference point as well. I say to some like of the sessions that when I when I go into sessions, because a lot of people are stuck in like, oh, what kind of genre do you like? What kind of genre do you write? Or this, mm. that, and the other. And he's just a perfect example. If they've ever listened to any of his stuff, then I'm just like music is going in a very Gen Z direction where people like Kid Leroy, they'll drop a song on their album that's like trappy and yeah. whatnot. And they'll put out that song like, without you, yeah, which yeah. is like just acoustic and guitar. And it's all just a bit like poppy. And then they put out State with Justin Bieber, like the next time. And every song is different. different genre, but like he remains consistent in his sound and voice and story. And that's why I feel like genres are going. Everything's being like binded together. Genres are crossing over. Like the lines yeah, are very true. blurred these days. So he's a great example of how modern music is like taking a term for artists are the genre of their own music now. Like we just tell the story and the music behind it is just an influence of everything we've grown up with. Hence why I say Gen Z, because it's just like, 
it's not like the 80s where everything's disco it's not like yeah, other true. genres where everything's rock and roll it's probably because of the internet isn't it social media precisely and things like TikTok sounds are changing consistently like really quickly nostalgia is being brought into music now so like you've got people doing punk rock and things that they grew up with just because when I hear punk rock I instantly I'm like transported back to when I was like five years old and I was mm. listening to Busted yeah, yeah. like it's, it's just crazy Classic so album. And and then I take punk rock, I take rap, which I've grown, grown up with. I take the singer-songwriter genre of like Ed Sheeran, Oscar Capaldi type vibe. I just take it all and I just tell my own story because that is your sound at the end of the day. If any artist wants to know how to create a sound, just listen to all the things you love to listen to. Everything you love to create. Take what you like, what speaks to you the most from each of those genres. And that tends to just be your sound. If you love how Ed Sheeran writes his music and tells his story, but you love the beats behind Drake's music, no one's telling you that you can't just tell a story on a Drake beat. That that would then be your sound. People like yeah, don't want to blur true. lines until someone else has paved the way for them. Like, no one has to do it before you for it to be acceptable. Like sometimes you can be outrageous with it people like Lady Gaga like wearing meat dresses to like you know what I mean it's yeah. just it's just crazy but until someone does it no one else and now you've got yeah, you, there's so a true. VMAs or something like that and like there's loads of people in weird dresses and like you go Met Gala and it's just it's nuts yeah. but back in the day it was only Lady Gaga doing that sort of stuff everyone else was just in like what everyone else wanted them to wear what the designers wanted to make. No one was trying to push the boat out until someone goes and does it. So like, I feel like if in life you can be the pioneer, then like, that's your calling. If you can see it before someone else does, don't just not do it because no one's doing it. Do it because no one's doing it. Yeah, that's so true. Find the pocket. Like, same with... Because, yeah, people would be like, well, for example, in like e-commerce, oh, no one's doing that because it doesn't work. When actually you could be like, no, no one's doing it because I'm first. Yeah. Like someone's there's Uber ultimately, take Uber yeah, or something exactly. ridiculous like that. Oh, why would people Everyone want to use an app to get a taxi? Until, like like Airbnb as well. Why wouldn't people want? Yeah, there's so many yeah. examples, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I had that idea." Yeah, yeah, but you didn't do it. Yeah. So it's nuts. It's nuts. And there's always like the next thing, like round here. There's like these instead of Uber Eats, it's now like grocery delivery has become massive. So I never go to fucking shop yeah. to buy shit now because there's like apps like Get Here, Gorillas, whatever, and I think, oh fuck. Mad. That, that was obvious but until someone does it no one like adopts it <laughs> yeah and it's like kind of think like, idea and that's another thing if you like we were talking about scripts and songwriting I wouldn't even know how to create an app like mm. some people do it's just if yeah. you know how to do it it's very easy to then look at the world in a different way where nothing is kind of impossible things are very accessible if you know how to create an app yeah. I don't think you'd look at half the things that go on in the world and be like oh that can't be fu- that can't be fixed by just like a simple click of a button yeah so true yeah like everyone's got their thing but most people are just too fucking afraid to A do that thing because I think someone's better than them yeah or like be the first one to do it isn't it but everyone wishes they'd started something 10 years like you w- the, the, the best time to start something was yesterday second best time is now mm. it's like that's the way of looking at things 100% and I am um, yeah I take a, a good example in terms of Lil Nas X when he put Old Town oh, Road yeah, out. Yeah. But Old Town Road out and it was just a country song 
with a trap beat. <laughs> yeah, How so easy is true. that? How easy is that? And it goes completely viral, completely mm. like biggest song in the world. It was just because he saw it. People like oh, country and trap don't mix. Yeah. And even after he put it out and it was the biggest song in the world, people still just were trying to put their beliefs onto what was already happening, which makes them then look crazy. Yeah. Because like they were putting their own doubts and fears and like own opinions on like, oh, how can it be in the country charts when it's not a country song? But I, it is I a love country, country song. To be fair. It is a country song. Yeah. It's just got hip hop hip hop influence. It can be in both. It should have been in both. Yeah. Just it's about who wants then to do Billy it. Billy Ray doesn't Cyrus did the cover, didn't he? Yeah, man. It's lit. Yeah, man. That's another thing I want to do. Just make music with everyone who I'm inspired by. And currently, I've just been given the green light to be able to sort of like pitch music, pitch ideas to artists that I look up to. Um, I won't say who or anyone yet because you know I mean need to make the songs and pitch yeah. them first. But it's yeah, it, it's it's a really promising and motivational time to be a deeps just because like everything you work towards when it when it starts to work out when you're finally in the rooms that you were once begging to be put in and and it's all just coming like naturally and you don't have to like do anything extra to make it happen obviously you're still putting the hard work yeah. and you still like do your thing when you're in the rooms but in terms of you're not having to like knock on people's doors and be like oh please and your work's just finally just being showcased and people are interested in you because of what you're doing and and that's the dream really and like you just want to be able to do what you want to do for the rest of your life regardless of if right now I'm at the bottom of the ladder or at the top of the ladder I'd rather be at the bottom because that just means there's a journey for me to to go on now if I hit the top or I peak not peak like but you know what I mean like yeah. if you just go in and you're like straight into the thick of it then like so it's quick to you can be quick to forget like there's fun in being in the moment like it's fun to just enjoy what you're doing now because later on in life maybe when you're doing like a world tour or something like that and you don't get five minutes peace to yourself yeah true five minutes to sit down and talk to a mate just over a podcast or something like that you know what I mean yeah and it's crazy like this moment right now might be something yeah, I, that I wish I could pay, just go pay back you to. for this next year. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. See if you can fit it in. But yeah, but it's just crazy. I just it just make sure I keep reminding myself: be grateful, have gratitude for everything that's coming my way, enjoy life with people I love and I'm surrounded by, and just be in the moment. Be aware of everything that's happening around me because I'm never going to be in the moment twice. So yeah. So true. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> Trying try to get better at that. Yeah, it's a mindset thing. Did a lot of um, uh, mental work at the start of lockdown. A lot of podcasts. I done like a whole Tony Robbins 30 day course. Um, sure. All of them were just like proper eye opening things. And what's crazy about a lot of these podcasts is people are. Oh, it's kind of just like majority of it was just a bit shit but if you can come out of like an hour conversation with one bit of value yeah if people come out of this podcast a lot of the th a lot of the time they might think oh it was just them to just chat shit for two hours that's what but it is if they can come out of it 
with some value maybe they heard something i said earlier on about the industry that they didn't know beforehand and maybe if someone's going in the industry or they know someone who's about to go in the industry that they can like enlighten them on some of the things that happen then boom then we have not have we only done our job but they've got value and i i think that if you can get value just even if it's one or two things from anything in life then it was worth doing it's worth going on a course i'm even going on a course like what's the day today thursday saturday um going to watch Ant milton oh yeah he's doing like some like uh, motivational speaking tour and you know i just thought give him a chance because why not what was what's there to lose you can only gain from scenarios Obviously, you give people your time, and time is very valuable. Yeah, but that's the theme. What else would I be doing with my time this Saturday? Probably just going and drinking at a party or something. So, and get, it's Halloween as well. With the custom deep chain. Uh, custom deep chain. Shout out Fred, legend. Um, yeah. Halloween, not going to do. Oh shit! Yeah, it's Halloween. Fuck. I'm going to skip Halloween this year. Yeah, I probably haven't <laughs> got no plans. It's not about plans. I just find it a bit scary, but that's another oh, story. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> then I come back here and it's fake. Yeah, mate, God. God, no. Right, okay. Before we wrap up then, well, briefly, um, a few quick fire questions, I suppose, off the top of my head. If you could tour with anyone right now, mm-hmm. who would it be? Jeremy Zucker. Who? Jeremy Zucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like him. Very good. Very good artist. He's just, um, he's my favourite artist, actually. I'd, I'd say... I think I base people on their bodies of work and he has the most bodies of work that I am in love with, like in terms of EP's albums. Um, I just love a lot of his stuff. But yeah, I think he'd he'd be one that for right now would just make the most sense as well because he'd be playing shows, say, in, um, in the UK that were of a good size, even for me, like coming in now, because obviously you could say Bieber or someone like that, but... A lot mm. of the time, when you go and watch these artists like Jeremy Zucker or this, not smaller artists, like that's just like outrageously offensive to say small, but um, like they're not just like that mad like industry plant level of like people yeah. or something like that, like selling out Wembley or something like that. They're just in like nice venues where people are just there to listen to good music. And like if you're coming across with a similar vibe, I feel like you have a great chance. I feel like supporting other artists is an amazing 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 thing and I don't just mean supporting their work as in like sharing it and blah 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 blah. I mean like literally supporting them at their shows yeah because it's free advertisement you go there there's a room full of a thousand people it's a captive audience it's like petrol on a motorway like they're there already they're there for music they're waiting for their thing they might as well be entertained rather than just listen to some DJ so if you come on and you wow that crowd, you've got another like if in a room full of a thousand people, you might pull out another like two to three hundred fans like from that one performance. Yeah. If you smash it, and I say Jeremy Zucker because I feel like he was a similar right genre, like he's the right fit for some of the stuff I'm doing currently. Mm. So it would make the most sense because his fans would be inclined to like like my music as well. So yeah, there you go, Jeremy Zucker. Sick. Where do you want to be in a year's time? Years time, I want to have broken my my million, the um, like million plays on 
just one song. I don't know if I've done it collectively by this point yet, but um, yeah, I want a million plays on a song, minimum, and I want to be charting. I don't know, I want to have written for a few of my favourite artists as well. I feel like the writing side and things is like really, really close right now as well, so I want to have done that as well. I want to have been to like LA and be in rooms. One of my dreams is to just be in one of them like cool studios, you know, where it's like a massive, I'm currently doing that now in London, but like where's a massive, like almost like block. And have Mm. you ever heard of like people saying, oh, I just jumped in on like, I heard it was like Kanye in the next room. So I just popped my head in and I said hi. And like all of a sudden Mm. he was, I'll just come in and jump in a session, blah, 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 blah. But like, that's what I want to be doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would say in a year's time, that's that's what, and I want to be on some sort of tour, whether I'd be supporting someone or by myself, but but yeah, I just feel like it's a um, matter of time. As soon as I have the one song that goes off, I know I have like that consistency to just carry on with the momentum. People like Lewis Capaldi done it, someone like you, um, someone you love, sorry, goes off, yeah. and they, they just have the music in the bank to just follow it up. So... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say about a year. All right, last question. If you could go back to being 15 with the laptop, what advice would you give, knowing what you know now, to your 15-year-old self in terms of like the music industry and getting where you want to go and so on? Um, one, don't ever doubt your content. Don't be afraid to post content. The most poisonous thing you can do is worry about other people's opinions because I think I think any I think anxiety is just looking at life through the eyes of someone else because I don't think I'd be scared of anything if I didn't consider anyone else's opinion like this podcast for example like maybe at the start not that I actually felt uncomfortable or anything but even if you felt a bit like nervous like oh wonder how this is gonna go it's not mm. because of you that I care about it's because of the person the other side of the camera I think oh hope you don't think this guy's an idiot like just chatting shite the whole time but you know what I mean so I'm considering someone else's opinion when really I should just be focusing on my own life and making sure that I just give everything the best that I can and that's good enough you know what I mean yeah because you can't do more than give your all so yeah I would give I'll give myself that advice and I'd say just put content out as much as you can on social media just try and grow your social media from a young age jump on things when they're the least popular as well stuff like TikTok jump on it jump on it when people roast you for it because that's when no one else is on it yeah true not TikTok like Instagram there'll be another one yeah and it's like how do you think ahead but you don't even have to you just gotta pick it up when it's young pick it up when it's young because even my best mate picked up TikTok just before it was like mainstream and like he's got like 8 million followers now on TikTok really? Jeez. yeah it's just he just had it early and he just was consistent with it as well um, and yeah you were paid for taking risks like that when you don't care about other people's opinions obviously there's time and place to consider other people's <laughs> opinions but like in the long yeah. run I feel like people just do it too much in life me being one of them definitely so these days I just try and stop myself when I'm not focusing on myself I'm focusing on what other people think shows and things like that shouldn't be nervous people say oh well you're not nervous going to your uh, 
Were you not nervous before you went on on stage? I'm like, how how would you be nervous if you went to work? Like, I would, the only reason I'd be nervous was because I was thinking like, oh, I wonder what people think of this show. I wonder what they're thinking right now. And it's kind of jarring as well when you're doing live music because you're looking out on a crowd and you imagine if you have someone fully captivated in what you're doing, they are still as a rock and they're like just looking at you and the majority of the time like it's just their resting face sometimes it looks pretty unimpressed as well yeah. like they're just like staring at you and only people who are watching the video will be able to see this but it'll be like and you're just like oh god I don't think they're enjoying this and then afterwards they're like trying to hunt you down to tell you how good the show was and you're just like well god like you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't think it was good because mm. you'd be long gone and moved on so yeah that's the advice I'll give 15 year old me just but I wouldn't change where I am right now at all because I'm there I'm I'm where I wanted to be doesn't really matter about getting there like a year quicker a year later I'm there now so it's it's just one of them ones I don't think that maybe something else would have happened but yeah, it's the butterfly effect, isn't it? You do something differently back then and all of a sudden you're a farmer in Paraguay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Very true, very true. So, yeah. Deep words from deeps. Advice. Yeah, yeah. You would not be the first to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think. <laughs> right, well, um, that was really interesting. We could probably go on for like fucking three more hours like every podcast episode really just goes yeah. starts to go down like a rabbit hole and it's like you forget what we were originally talking about we start talking about like yeah <laughs> fucking human consciousness and shit and being a farmer yeah. in paraguay but it's good yeah hope you enjoyed that episode um we'll probably end up doing a part two at some point maybe in a year's time when I want yeah i'd love that i'd absolutely love that just to have that like i think billy has done it with like gq or something it goes back every few yeah, years yeah, yeah. and it's just a comparison podcast yeah, but yeah I'll, I'll catch up on everything I've done from this point on which might actually do it on the same day let's try it yeah, what's the date yeah, today geez. what's the date it's the day 28th of October 28th of October right 28th of October 2022 yeah, pressure on me to keep doing these every week as well which I will do yeah, yeah sweet we'll Cheers see where the watching. podcast is see where I and am see where we both are and yeah peace see you in the next one bye bye